With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A young woman was unexpectedly found dead, and her mother suspected something more sinister. Probably her drifter husband was to blame. When her daughter appeared to her as a ghostly figure, she confirmed her mother's suspicions and all the details of her own murder. Would the ghost story be enough to bring her killer to justice? This week's episode is The Murder of Zona Heaster, the Greenbrier Ghost. Fills with dread, probably a murderer who wants you dead. It could be a ghost, a demon, or worse. Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse. It's hopeless, you're doomed. You'd call a priest if you could. You'd rather just listen to who? Sinister Heather, this is very exciting. Today is quite a day. Today is a very special day. Two special guests, two special buddies. Say hi, y'all. Hello. Hey. Oh, okay. (laughs) Wow, one's confident. One's not feeling great. Um, I'm just so excited. We're so excited. I wanted to, we just listened to you do the intro and wow, you really, I would have assumed if it were the two of us that would have taken 10 minutes of doing it over, <laughs> oh, absolutely. over again. You just nailed it. That was just one one and done. Yeah, stars one take eyes. McKinney. <laughs> wow. One take McKinney. That's what they call her. One, one is McKinney. Old West. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we have Em and Christine from And That's Why We Drink with us today. Yay. The crowd goes wild. Let me all edit in uh, applause right there. Perfect. <laughs> I uh, thank you for having us, and also now I now that I've heard the intro, I just have the song in my head. Um, mm-hmm. So, you, by the way, I wanted to make a note that like m- best theme song I've ever Absolutely. heard. Oh, I'm thank sure you, get that you. A lot, but it's true. It's, it's, it's a mixed bag. It's, it's funny a mixed bag because we recently got an email. It was very complimentary, and then at the end it said, "And I don't care what anyone says. I like your theme song." <laughs> oh. <she> said, <laughs> What do people say? What a weird backhanded compliment. Yes. And then I then I asked Tommy and he was like, Yeah, there's I've seen some things. And I was because he keeps things like that from me. And I was like, What? And he's like, There's just some people on Reddit don't love it. And I was like, Oh, oh well, we, we always like the plague. It's yeah. out there. Oh yeah. We uh but we most we get a lot of compliments on it as well. So you know what? You can't please everybody all the time. It's and true. Compliments it's- mean a lot, right, Em? That's all. <laughs> Yeah, if you yeah. guys like that's it, that's all we need. It stays M's forever. Compliment. Yeah, we, we love a good compliment, and we're also Gemini's, uh, and we at least believe in the Gemini notion that we need attention mm-hmm. um, and uh, arguably positive attention. Always yeah. and uh, preferably, if someone said that they loved our theme song, I would just ride with it and ignore <laughs> all one hundred thousand other people. So exactly, <laughs> that's what you, you know gotta what? do. If they don't like the theme song, they're banned. They're not allowed to listen anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you're blacklisted. You're banned. Yep. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you. Well, Christy wrote it and I sing it and my neighbor helped play the piano for oh, him. I say help. Beautiful. He wholly, only him. I can't He helped. It. You just hit I one I put key. my fingers <laughs> yeah. on his. Yeah. He used his pointer fingers and then Heather did all the rest with That's all beautiful. of her fingers. And it was a really uh, 
fantastic nice mashup. It was actually the cat that just walked on the piano yeah. perfectly <laughs> the whole time. Spooky. Um, yes. well, yeah, we picked a. We tried to pick a, both a, a ghastly and a crimey mix for y'all, uh, since that's you know a little bit of both. And also, I know Em, you're from uh, Virginia. This is West Virginia, so not oh, quite perfect neighbors. Thank you for saying that, by the way, because we've talked on our show that there's a shocking amount of people who don't know that there's that they're two different places. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people think West Virginia is Western Virginia, and we oh. just like, it's so like notable that we're just like, oh yeah, West Virginia, you get it. Like, a, yeah, it's a, it's a separate thing. It is it's, a separate. It's, it's been separate since the 1800s. <laughs> you would be surprised how many people introduce me as like, oh yeah, I'm from West Virginia, and then I'm like, no, just Virginia, and they're like, well. It's the same, whatever. Yeah, and you're you like, no, actually, it's, it's really actually not. Different, I think. Separate. Yeah. There's a there's a welcome to sign. That's how you know you're in another place. <laughs> yeah. If it and says now like, leaving. Yeah. yeah. Heather's yeah. from Oklahoma. Now we're from Texas. It's whatever. <laughs> it's right They're next door to each thing. other. It's, it's fine. Difference. It is confusing in Texas because there's Western Texas. Like, oh, it's in West Texas. And there's also a city called West Texas. So people mm-hmm. usually say, oh, oh, it's West, Texas. Well, mm-hmm. I have oh noticed God. I have noticed that it's it's more over on the west coast that people are confused about it and i, mm. I like to say it's because they are just so far away from west virginia and Virginia. <laughs> I mean, also, it, they that, also that like in, in california so many people say like oh i'm in socal which like mm-hmm. to them southern california is california so it makes sense it's a big long state i mean i don't know where anything is in the midwest so i get it yeah. I'm real bad at geography. When we were talking about possible tour dates and we had to pull out a map we're like oh louisville and cincinnati <laughs> yeah. are like right by each other <laughs> Sort of. <laughs> I mean, I not like they're closer than anywhere that oh, Dallas. Yeah, is. no, they're in the middle close. of nothing. Yeah, I live in Kentucky now, so this is my only point of reference. I still know nothing about anything around me, but your old okay. sweet Kentucky home. There yeah, we go. <laughs> but if you showed me, like, if you asked me where Utah was, I'd be like, I gotta be completely honest. I have, yeah, there's just no way I'm gonna know that. <laughs> so like like, if you go to Vegas, you keep going up, like you'll hit it probably. That, it's like a lot of desert i think mm-hmm. I, don't know. I just watched finish breaking bad that's yes. the desert i'm trying to go to got a lot of opinions <laughs> we can't get into it here <laughs> get to it offline <laughs> oh man i got that's a lot great. to talk about uh yeah, yeah. so well, we're going welcome because you know it aired i don't know eight years ago or something yeah. like that but I, welcome i keep being like no spoilers you guys <laughs> They're like, don't worry, we're not reporting on that. Yeah, people, okay. people are like, no, I don't remembers. remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> spoil it if I wanted to. Yeah, well, um, we like to start off by saying thank yous. And our biggest thank you, of course, goes to you guys for joining oh, us. shucks. Oh, yeah, thank y'all. Please, so many please, listeners have been asking for this. So giving the people what they want. Now, yeah. Anytime we get y- Y'all are coming on our show. So we're, yeah. we're yes. very excited for a little Doubling crossover up. situation. We are very excited. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Well, we usually say our names and then, I mean, you've heard it. So let's roll with it. And then you guys yeah. say your names. So we'll all be part of it. We struggle counting. So we'll see. If we <laughs> yeah, that was, you know what? That might be a Patreon content of us trying to count <laughs> to, to get that going. Uh, well, I'm Christy. I'm Heather. I'm Christine. I'm Em. And let's get into it. Greenbrier County, West Virginia is a small county located in the southeastern portion of the state in the Valley of the Appalachian Mountains. Formed in 1778, Greenbrier is one of the earliest counties of West Virginia. A century later, in 1875, Jacob Hedges Heaster and his wife Mary Jane made their homestead in the small town, raising their seven children, six boys and one girl, Zona. 
That's a lot of kids. Someone mentioned. (laughs) I was going to say, and only one girl. Yeah. Oof. So just like, not to like stereotype here, but I'm imagining like six very wildly active Mm -hmm. people. And then someone also told to like, stay inside, but like, (laughs) yeah, farm kids. There's, and And then so one that like, can't leave the kitchen. You can't go to town. town, (laughs) They can, you can't. Zona's like, I have to cook for six of them. And then also mom and dad. This is not allowed to play hoop and stick with my brother. It's very tragic. No, you can churn butter. That's your toy for the day. How much butter can you churn? That's your game. Described in the Greenbrier Ghost Chronicles as a beautiful child, Zona had long, dark hair, soft brown eyes, and a kind disposition. Being the only girl, her brothers were often protective of her. She also had a very close relationship with her mother, Mary Jane, a devout Christian who took Zona and her brothers to church every Sunday. Well, that's shocking that they were devout Christians in the 1800s. <laughs> and also seven children through. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Elsa Purdy. This was I just, um, this was very normal. They were like the Joneses. They were mm-hmm. just the typical family back then. It doesn't Beautiful. sound any different than any other. I mean, not that I'm an expert on 1800 stories, but. Oh, what if most- you were, though? Okay. <laughs> what a flex I, to be a, you know, a, a, like a professional 1800 storyteller. <laughs> if I was, I'd probably say this track so far. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> thank you. I, you're a professional in my my eyes, so we take it. <laughs> yeah, if you cover enough ghost stories, you're an 1800s professional yeah. for sure. What is I it? Have, what does Malcolm Gladwell say? How many hours do you need? Ten thousand. We got I'm, that. Y'all definitely have got that. I feel like we've I've, got to have got hit that at some point. I've mm-hmm. certainly, um, yeah. I'm just going to say yes. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> we, yes. Again, we don't know how to count, but 10,000 sounds Claim accurate. It. Claim <laughs> it. Zona was happy and carefree well into her teenage years. When she was 16, she met a young man named George. The couple quickly fell in love and Zona soon became pregnant. Tragically, Zona's infant son died shortly after birth, sending the young mother into a deep depression. While she eventually learned to cope with the grief, those close to her said she was never the same again. Well, that's understandable. Yeah, and I think they said she stopped really going into the times she would go into town with her brother. She really didn't. She kind of just hung close to home, which isolated herself. Yeah. Yeah. Just 20 or so miles north of Greenbrier County in Droop Mountain, Erasmus Stribling Shoe was born in 1861, one of nine children to Jacob, a blacksmith, and his wife, Elizabeth. At an early age, Erasmus was given the nickname Trout and was spoiled by his mother and siblings due to his, quote, delicate personality, according to Nancy Richmond, retired judge, certified genealogist, and author of the Greenbrier Ghost Chronicles. As a teen, Trout apprenticed under his father to become a blacksmith. I just have to say, if your name is Erasmus, like any nickname is cool. Like your <laughs> I, I'm so glad you said it, because I was like, wow, they really were thinking we got to give this guy a nickname trout like and they were probably like honestly whatever like they were fishing they're out the, they're like what are we gonna call you rasmus oh wait you got one reel that <laughs> reel that in and then I, that's how it was born i was just playing a game last night uh with my girlfriend where we both pick an old sounding name and try to see who won by how like who has the older name oh that's fun name. that's fun had i had a rasmus i'm pretty sure i would have won immediately you have it now <laughs> just keep it on the dl yes. play next time I know. yeah tonight you're like hey you want to play that game again i mean no <laughs> reason it's not like i don't have anything teed up what was the best old timey name y'all came up with um 
Oh, I got, uh, I think Esther is from the 1890s. Um, mm-hmm. And then for bo- for boy names, we did Milton. Oh, Milton. my grandpa's name. Oh, was it? Uh-huh. Milton uh, Loring. I, my grandpa's middle name is, uh, is Milton. Um, nice. And then there was like, we picked Beatrice, Francis, uh, Mildred. Mildred's I good. Mean, the goal is to eventually get past the 1850s because we couldn't do it last time. So. Oh, <laughs> a rat's you gotta go to good one. You gotta go to Europe and do all the like weird old German mm-hmm. names. The okay. only rule is you can't use Bible names because it's too okay. Old. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. Hard. We're having a fight in our my current relationship because I'm engaged, not pregnant, <gasps> but someday we hope someday to have a child. Congratulations! Thank you. I've decided that we will name our son Mortimer, and my fiance Paris is very against it. He said it's the <laughs> stupidest name. He said, "Who's famous named Mortimer?" I looked it up. No one that's been born since 1926. I know Mortimer Mouse. That's Mickey Mouse's original name. There you go. Was also, it really Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Oh yeah, Rick and Morty. Duh. <laughs> Yeah, so he said, "You just want to be able to go. Come on, Morty, let's go. Get in the car, Morty." I was Morty like, is so good. <laughs> yeah, Morty Mortimer Brown is the best as a baby because little babies look like little old people. Yep. So you automatically have like this little old Mortimer just all scrunched up. That's super I think cute. It's perfect. Good. Yeah, he's yeah. perfect. He'll, he'll he'll look like the proper Benjamin Button. He'll like look <laughs> like an old man anyway. So yes. you know, a baby now a, now a sixteen year old Mortimer is a different story. That's when he's, he's got to trout. That's when you get <laughs> yeah. That's you when you like, gotta be like now Chip. you go by catfish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a kid who has Erasmus as a nickname. <laughs> Erasmus is kind of badass though. Like that's one of those so. that if we brought it back now, it might be kind of cool. You could be like Raz, like Raz. Raz is fun. I like yeah. it. Razzmatazz. That's the well, uh, Christine. I don't know if you have a ongoing list of baby names, but oh yeah, feel free to I add. Was this. Like five. Don't yeah. Razzmatazz <laughs> Schieffer. <laughs> Just written in crayon. Razzmatazz. Razzmatazz Schieffer. What a freaking name! Oh I like perfect. it. I love it. On Christmas Eve, eighteen eighty-five, Trout married Allie Cutlip a young woman who was both pretty and inexperienced in the ways of relationships, with Trout being her first beau. Unfortunately, Allie quickly learned that Trout's personality was not delicate at all. Rather, he was abusive and violent. He would leave his young bride often, going off for days at a time without telling her his whereabouts. After Allie gave birth to their daughter, Gerda, Trout's behavior became even worse. Shortly after Gerda's first birthday, He tried to kick his wife and baby out of the home. When Allie refused to leave, instead, he tossed all of her belongings outside on the ground. He then packed his stuff and walked out on his family. So Trout sucks. He was sucks big time. I thought we were going to like Trout, but no. No. Yeah, you really, you uh, said it was a badass, and I have yet to see that happen. He's just bad. His name's bad. bad. He's just bad. Out of the bone. Yeah. Imagine, though, if, like, back then they took the wife's wife's name because trout cutlet would be I, like yes. <laughs> that's a gang member name that's like in the about. 50s like where you're gonna snap mm-hmm. trout cutlet's coming mm-hmm. right uh, i do think there's a, like a fish gang out there where everyone's <laughs> named after a different fish and like you don't want to meet salmon you're gonna get killed <laughs> puffer's a bad bitch yep <laughs> unable to keep a job and without money shoe stole a horse in 1888 we're gonna call him shoe throughout this too mm-hmm he was he changes to, his name he changes it eventually he was sentenced to two years in the state penitentiary for the crime the following year ali filed for divorce telling the court he without any cause abandoned and deserted me he moved out when Gardy was about a year old according to richmond's book 
The divorce was granted, and when Shu was released from prison in 1890, he did not try to contact his ex-wife or see his daughter. He also began introducing himself to others as Edward, hoping people wouldn't make the connection he was now an ex-convict. You got to rebrand. You can come out yeah. of jail and rebrand. <laughs> yes. It's like Trout's dead. Trout's dead. <laughs> Trout died. Um, he went to the, the, the pond in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, back then there wasn't social media or anything. And it Mm-mm. took like a year for somebody to ride on a horse to tell the next town what was going on. So year, yep. you yeah. just have to say, my name's Edward. And everyone's yeah. like, okay. Yeah. Hey, you just started <laughs> over back then. So. No paperwork. Yeah. No, no. You could be whoever you wanted to be. It's, it's actually quite refreshing. <laughs> Apart from the fact that, you know, you died by the time you were 30, usually. Right. But everything else was great. <laughs> with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shortly after he was released from jail, the 33-year-old Shu married 16-year-old Lucy Tritt on June 23rd, 1894. The marriage lasted just eight months before ending tragically. According to Richmond, Shu claimed he climbed on the couple's roof to fix some storm damage on February 11th, 1895. As his young wife kindly brought him a glass of water, Shu accidentally dropped a brick from above, hitting Lucy in the head and killing her. Oh, oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Yeah, that's... uh, uh And for all the things to drop, like, a brick is a pretty gnarly one. Like, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. oh, I dropped my, my dainty little, you know, branch bucket. of leaves. <laughs> you know? An empty bucket or a An empty broom. bucket. Just a... He dropped... Yes, like the thing that will hurt the most. Yes, absolutely. And it didn't just, I don't know, I'm not a physicist here, but imagine if you drop a brake, it would bounce down the roof and then hit the ground, not go out and over and into a head unless you wanted it to. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is why you should be in the FBI, Heather. (laughs) You connect the pieces that no one else can. (laughs) Lucy's family immediately suspected foul play from the man who had married their daughter only a few months earlier. The townspeople were also suspicious of Shu's role in the young girl's death, claiming he was not upset by his loss. More alarming was the bizarre statement Shu had been known to make to friends, that he wasn't upset about being single again because he felt he was destined to have seven wives in his lifetime. For his part, Shu demanded he was innocent, telling the sheriff as much when he was questioned about his second wife's death. Fortunately for Shu, there were no witnesses to the accident and nothing could be proven. What a goal. Dropping a brick perfect on someone crime. is a perfect crime. I mean, how would how would anyone know unless they mm-hmm. saw you just, you know, throw it? That's true. I feel like if they had the, the window air units back then, it would have been a lot easier, though. Like, mm-hmm. you know, those window units that fall in New York City. Oh, yeah. Just like 
that I feel like that could have been a brick just seems a little too, as we said, intentional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, on the nose. I just know if I hear a rumor that a guy's looking for seven wives in his <laughs> life total and you got to be like, how many times have you been married? And unless the answer is six, you just don't marry him. No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes. We'll yeah. get back to, we'll circle back. Yeah, uh, call me. <laughs> but like, yeah, you're sick. It, to be fair, that wasn't really smart on his, his part to marry. He wants seven wives. He marries a 16 year old. Like that's yeah. when you guys start marrying like. Yes. You know what exactly. I mean? Like 80 year old. Well, no one, I happen. mean. I don't think anybody lived to be 80 back then. Like you marry like a 25 year old who's just got a foot just in the ground. Just ran the end of her life. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. called game over anyway. Yeah. That's right. Let Let I will say that um, TV and movies made me very fearful of the New York air conditioner falling yep. on my head. And when I went to New York for the first time, I was legitimately concerned <laughs> walking down the street that oh, one no. was going to take me out. I it didn't, like but it is really gross that the condensation drips from it yes. and it falls on you as you're walking down. Almost, that was, it was, was almost worse. worse. It's not yeah. worse, but no. it, you know, it's almost worse. That's it's the thing almost. they should have warned us about. Like, yes. I feel that's, like that's what can as, really happen. Yeah. As an adult, the New York air conditioner, the window unit is like what quicksand is to children. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, that exactly. shit is going to yes. get you good. And <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and then it's just like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. It just rains on me. You know? Yeah. In Chicago, <laughs> they always tell you there will be there will be icicles that fall off this building and oh, they will yes. impale your face. And there were sludge would fall, but it's not a spear <laughs> like coming directly. I guess if you looked up, but it was mostly just like ice sludge. And some of the buildings were more there were kind of shaped in a in a fashion that would cause sludge to come down on you but it wasn't Mm. but it was like like you said it was like quicksand where every time i'd walk under a building i was like i'm just gonna walk in the street i'll just walk in the street it's fine (laughs) i i wonder sometimes if quicksand is even real is that a real thing it's a real thing. I think it, like somewhere far away from where wherever we are. You know what I learned be. is actually scarier than quicksand though is getting stuck in like a bin of grains, like in like yes. a silo. Oh, yes. yes. Like yes. within Get 20 out. seconds you're dead. Yeah. Like quicksand, at least like it's actually surprisingly not quick. And <laughs> you can make it out, but when you get in uh suffocated with grains and literally okay. takes Emma's like seconds. that kid in my elementary school where I would come home and be like mom I can't sleep this kid at school told me this horrible story about it's even worse than quicksand I'm gonna drown in a pile of grains and then you're you got major problems with ball pits although exactly Heather right. did almost drown in a ball pit when she was young and oh. her sister saved her so there's there's video footage of my parents are filming me my sister's doing backflips and having fun and then she climbs up into the tubes at showbiz pizza and I'm just kind of having fun and then slowly 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 <laughs> oh and you God. see me and I start crying and I just sink down and my parents don't <laughs> jump in they film they can see my dad was like He's National zooming. Geographic he just, <laughs> he'd be like you can't we can't interact we can't interfere we have to let them learn I just was sucking down. And so my, my mom's going, Shannon, Shannon, to try to get my sister to come save me. And some random little kid comes by and like scoops me up under my arm and pulls me to the side and saves me. And my own sister comes back very irritated because she was trying to climb in the tubes. Of course. But it's just all on video footage. And again, at no point did my dad go, I got to put this camera down and go make sure my kid's okay. Yeah. He just kept That's rolling. Some, like planet Earth shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Interfere. It's like March of the Penguins. You know, the child we'll go. lose some along the way. It just happens. That's, that's showbiz, baby. <laughs> that's how that saying came to be. Yeah, exactly. Right. Showbiz pizza. You you climbed out of those balls and you said, that's showbiz, baby. And you got it on camera. <laughs> and ever since. Like a record. 
Well, Shu packed up and moved to nearby Greenbrier County, where he took a job blacksmithing at a shop owned by a man named James Crookshank. One day, on a visit to town, Zona Heaster met the tall, muscular, brown hair and blue-eyed Shu. She had recently started to venture out again and was trying to rebuild her life after the loss of her son and subsequent breakup with George. Zona was immediately taken with Shu, who had introduced himself as Edward rather than Trout. For Shu, the feeling of adoration was mutual. Not everyone was so keen on Shu, however. Mary Heaster didn't trust him one bit and thought he was arrogant and had a wandering eye. Despite her mother's pleas for Zona to break off the relationship, the courtship continued. Before long, the couple eloped and were married on the afternoon of Tuesday, October 20th, 1896, according to the marriage announcement in the Greenbrier Independent. Because it was known Zona had given birth, she did not wear a traditional white dress. Instead, she said, I do, in a dark red gown with a high collar up to her chin adorned with lace. Yeah, Mary Mary had a stink eye for this guy. Mama had a stink eye from day one. Mama's no. She said he was uh, very flirty with the women in town, particularly the uh, very young women in town. Mm, Mama uh thought that was... I mean, she was either right. like flirting with them or dropping bricks on their head. Yes. Like, yes. Nothing good. Nothing mm-hmm. in between. Nothing no. but trouble. Nothing but trouble. The um, book that we read, we both read as one of the resources for this, the Greenbrier Ghost Chronicles. Heather, did you read in the foreword what the yes. author said about the red dress? Yes. They said they had a ghastly encounter <gasps> with the <Yes>. printer. So <laughs> printer. Because. <laughs> because. Okay. It's she buried the lead because <laughs> when uh, they could, they were trying to decide for the cover art of the book, what color to make her dress because they painted oh. a picture of, of Zona in her wedding dress. And because everything was black and white back then, they were like, what color do you think it would have been? And they were printing out some uh, samples and it was a black and white printer, they said, but all of a sudden the dress printed in a dark red color Get on their printer. Mm-hmm. So they really feel like Zona was trying to communicate with them from beyond the grave. And that's why the cover, her dress on the cover is red. Mm-hmm. How spooky is that? Yes, I know. Get out of town. That is pretty crazy. Okay. Mm-hmm. She came to them through the printer. I mean, Everything. if you're a ghost in the 2021, you can't, you have to figure out methods. Mm-hmm. And I bet electronic Absolutely. devices is the easiest way. Okay, but if you know how to run like a fax machine and a printer and you're from the 1890s, you're like, you're on the up and up. Like, I don't know how to run a fax machine. No, I will say I have, and not to um, totally derail, we have, I have done investigations where I've had to teach ghosts how to use phones and, um, which is insane having to explain like texting to a ghost, but um, it's like having to explain it to your grandma. I yeah, imagine. yeah. are like, the use the time. buttons, and then you just get really obscene emojis. You're like, no, 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 no. Oh god, come not on, the come eggplant. On. That's not what it, you no, think my, it means. It's just a lot of water droplets. Yeah. Rude. <laughs> well, I, I'm just shocked that like no one, no one taught her how to use a printer. Yeah, she, just, she figured it out. It. Yeah. She's oh, like, wow. that's the magic of HP. HP. They're very easy. Anybody, even a ghost can learn how to use them. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by. <laughs> well, Zona was not happy in her marriage. Once funny and charming, Shu was now aggressive and demanding. To make matters worse, Zona was isolated from her family, with whom she was very close. The one positive in the young bride's life was that she believed she might be pregnant, something she longed for. 
In January of 1897, just three months into their marriage, Zona asked a local doctor, George Knapp, for a visit. While the doctor said it was too early to tell if she was expecting, he assured Zona it was possible, leaving her feeling hopeful at last. I just feel like for like a superhero name, Dr. Knapp is the best. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that does sound like it sounds like he'd be, be evil, that. though. <laughs> it also doesn't sound like he's very good at what he does he's like it's possible you're pregnant she's like cool that's Thanks. not any more information than i knew like, before you showed up a, yeah, yeah it's Thank the john you. mulaney bit of cops back then when they were like i have a hunch hmm. <laughs> yes there's all this blood and evidence over there but let's ignore that and focus on my think my opinion <laughs> but also like you didn't have sonograms and stuff so right. wouldn't it just be like well we'll wait a couple months and if you start showing then we'll i'd say out. you are yeah <laughs> It's like, well, I didn't need you to tell me that. It's like, what were you here for then? <laughs> Why am I paying you? Yeah. How did one become a doctor back then? Because it seems like there wasn't, was there schooling? I mean, I feel like back then it was all apprenticeships, right? Yeah, Maybe somebody had to some, be the first one. I mean, someone, I feel like every time I hear one of these stories, they're like, at age 12, he went to Harvard. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what are they doing over there yeah. at age 12 going to Harvard? And 12 to them was like 20 to us. That's true. This is the but they inflation would, rate, yeah. If mm-hmm. they had to have a conversation with us today, they'd be like, I don't understand why you didn't get into Harvard at 12. And it's yeah. like, Dad, are you kidding me? Losers. <laughs> fair point, fair point. We all tried. Like, well, we live to 105. So <laughs> what do you think about that? In your face. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On January 23rd, 1897, Shu went to work in the blacksmith shop as usual. That afternoon, he asked Martha Jones, whose son Andy would run errands for the people in town, if Andy could run up to the house and check on Zona, who was feeling ill. According to Richmond in the Greenbrier Ghost Chronicles, Martha said little Andy, who was just 11 years old, could swing by the house a little later. Shu was not pleased and asked Martha four more times throughout the day if Andy had gone by the house yet. It's pretty rude. Someone you asked somebody to do you a favor. Is it done yet? Is it done yet now? <laughs> Unless also, you're busy. wanting them to find something. Back in the day when someone was sick and you could just tell a child to cross town <laughs> yeah. and like mm-hmm. alone yeah. report on Well, like, he probably how, went yeah. to Harvard. He was like, <laughs> oh, that's right. he was a Harvard graduate and so he very so smart. <laughs> he could do it, he could go and do a full exam. <laughs> <laughs> you could look at her and be like pregnant you could be pregnant <laughs> it's possible maybe <laughs> anything's possible when the child was finally able to make the trip he was met with a grim sight noticing blood on the front porch Andy tentatively knocked on the door when no one answered he slowly made his way inside nervous what he might find to Andy's horror there was more blood and the trail of it led to Zona Heaster 
who was lying dead at the foot of the stairs, the two-story log house. According to Richmond, the child ran home to tell his mother what had happened, exclaiming, All the doors were closed and there was an air about the place I didn't like. And there she was, stretched out on the floor, looking up at me through wide open eyes. She seemed to be laughing. I was frightened, but I was still able to reach down and shake her. But she was stiff and cold. Later testimony reported in the Pocahontas Times said Andy found the dead body of Mrs. Shue lying upon the floor, stretched out perfectly straight with feet together, one hand by the side and the other lying across the body. The head was slightly inclined to one side. Hmm. That's cool that you send a kid to find a crime scene. That's one. Yeah. At, and Point. such ur- at such urgency too. Of like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like we need you to be traumatized by now of what's happening. <laughs> Come on. I know you have errands, but I know I'm a walk-in and you had reservations, but could you just like get me in? I don't know about y'all, but when I faint, I do so lying perfectly on my back with my oh, feet absolutely. together and in a very uh, dramatic pose. Also smiling. Yes. Wasn't she smiling? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Terrifying. Allah, woe is me, you know. This poor child. This poor child, honestly. Martha broke the tragic news to Shu, and the two of them and Andy ran back to the house. There they found Zona just as Andy had described her. While Martha and Andy ran to get Dr. Knapp, Shu broke tradition of the townswoman preparing the body and changed Zona's clothes himself, dressing her in her dark red wedding dress, pulling the collar up to her chin, tying it with a bow, and lying her in bed covered with a veil. Hmm. 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 Don't worry about it. I'll do it. I'll do it, you guys. (laughs) It's cool. It's cool. When Dr. Knapp arrived, he tried performing an exam on the body. However, Shu became... Uh, extremely agitated and even threatening towards the doctor, according to Richmond. When the doctor tried to look at Zona's neck, Shu suddenly became inconsolable, cradling his wife's head and wailing at the top of his lungs. Trying to show compassion for the man's grief, Dr. Knapp abandoned the exam. He declared she died from an everlasting faint. Known today Mm. as a heart attack, according to Appalachian history. Later, her cause of death was changed to childbirth, Knowing there was a possibility she was pregnant, Dr. Knapp decided a miscarriage might have been responsible for Zona's passing. This doctor is playing fast and loose. (laughs) Seriously. He's just, oh, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Oh, wait, that's exactly what happened. (laughs) Like, how much did you look at her? He's like, I knew. I just looked at it. You know, sometimes. She fainted, and obviously there, you know, it doesn't matter, actually. We're just I went to trouble. Harvard. I'm a Harvard <laughs> yeah. alum. All I have to do is show your, your diploma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, it was women's troubles, and everyone was like, women's yeah, probably. Troubles? probably. Definitely, Definitely <laughs> women's troubles. hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> Say no more. In fact, you didn't even have to give us an explanation. She was a woman, and therefore oh, yeah. she died, <laughs> and we all get it. I will say everlasting faint is a much nicer way to say someone had a heart attack. That's it, absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> it also sounds like a cool alt band name. It does. <laughs> you guys were everlasting faint. We're super stoked to be here for you guys. <laughs> my, my favorite thing was uh, when we first started out, I didn't know that tuberculosis used to be called consumption. And I mm. thought it was, it just meant you were really hungry. I was like, <laughs> oh, I've, told, I've had consumption like episode, so many times. Yeah, it was literally episode two. And I was like, and then she died of consumption. And M laughed for like 10 minutes. I was like, it's not funny. Why are you laughing? I was like, I, I'm surprised. I was like, I thought I had, that was a joke. I'm surprised I haven't died from that yet. It's crazy. I was like, I, I had a touch of the consumption. Like, oh God, you need to go to the doctor. I just need a sandwich. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Everything yeah. was so much flowery, like so much more flowery yeah. in, their, in mm-hmm. the terms of death names. Oh, yeah. 
two young men rode from town to Heaster Farm to break the devastating news to Zona's family. Upon hearing the unimaginable, her mother cried out, The devil has killed her. AKA. It, it was a faint. Hang on. The, <laughs> yeah. For, she's like, The devil, her menstrual cycle. I was going to say women's troubles. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Difference. <laughs> her lady problems. Uh, we, we know Mary didn't. She thought he was the devil, though. She's That's like, right. That brick throwing bastard. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Zona was placed in a coffin and taken by carriage to her parents' home. Meanwhile, Shu refused to leave his wife's side or let anyone touch the body. At the wake, he stuffed a pillow and some sheets in the coffin around Zona's head, telling others he was trying to make her more comfortable. The odd behavior escalated when Shu tied a scarf around his wife's neck, saying through tears, It had been Zona's favorite, according to Appalachian history. Before the coffin was closed for the final time, Mary Jane removed the pillow and sheets. When she offered the pillow to Shu, he recoiled. Shu then left as the dirt was being placed over his wife's coffin. So he was very sad, as opposed to Lucy, who is like, well, I got to get numbers five through seven. It's just a brick. <laughs> yeah. Well, time he get, cried. People get smacked in the head all the time. Yep. Just... He's like, nobody touch her because of my sadness and her favorite scarf. <laughs> Shit, I'm just so sad. When Mary Jane went to wash the sheet from her daughter's coffin, something foreboding occurred. In the Greenbrier Ghost Chronicles, Richmond describes that as Mary Jane dropped the odd-smelling linen into the wash basin, the water allegedly turned red. The color then soaked into the sheet, turning it from white to pink. Despite Mary Jane's efforts to remove the stain, it wouldn't come out. The grieving mother took this as a sign that her daughter had been murdered. Everything, Every, was a sign. Everything, everything was a sign back ask, then. Yeah. Ask the 11 year old doctor, he'll know. <laughs> <Yeah>. Where's Andy? <laughs> well, he's traumatized. We'll give yeah. him another day. Yeah, Andy him, is yeah. crying in the corner and is in a comatose state. Andy's right. retired. Leave him alone. That was my biggest case ever. I'm, I'm out now. <laughs> Every night after the rest of her family had gone to bed, Mary Jane would go lay down in the bedroom that once belonged to her daughter. She prayed for an answer as to what happened. Then, one night, her daughter appeared. In her book, Richmond says that Mary's vision began as a glowing light in the corner of the room. As it became stronger and brighter, the light took on the image of Zona. She was wearing her wedding dress she had been buried in and appeared sad. Zona told her mother that she had been strangled by Shu. So hard, her vertebrae broke and her windpipe was crushed. He had choked her so hard the blood had run from her mouth, explaining the blood young Andy had seen when he discovered the body. Over the next few nights, Zona appeared before her mother four times and repeated her story each time with more details. The specter told Mary Jane that Shu had become angry with her for not preparing any meat for dinner. Zona had not been feeling well that day and had instead laid out a meal of bread, butter, fruit, and preserves. Zona said her husband became enraged by this, telling Mary Jane, Ma, he just took his hands and squeezed my neck off. According to the Greenbrier Ghost Chronicles. Oh, Mary Jane. Yeah. Poor also, Mary Jane. Let's talk about the fact that, like, the wife didn't feel good, still made sure you had something to eat, and uh, any killer. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's if your I, reaction. If I were sick, I'd be like, Allison, I cannot stress this enough. You are so on your own when it comes to that. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tommy doesn't even have to. First of all, Heather and I say all the time, we don't cook. Tommy okay. and Paris are the people that cook in our home. So I would just look at him and be like, you want me to go get you 
uh, Whataburger? What are we doing here? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what takeout's for. Yeah, every time. Yeah, well, because she thought she was pregnant, so she wasn't feeling well. She probably felt like shit. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, yes, a couple months ago, I wasn't making squat for dinner. So hell no, no. I also and, like that she's gone back and forth with the mom being like, are you getting all this down? Like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Why am I going to repeat myself? <laughs> like, yeah. It's been five nights and you're doing nothing with the information. <laughs> but it does kind of like make sense now with the printer situation. Like she spent years like building up the story and now she's like figured out how to make the printer bleed red. Yeah, she yeah. was like, like if I could get through story. my, if I could get through my mom on night one, I can get to the printer in like 3,300 <laughs> years. Sure. Exactly. Yeah, she just kept. I think each night she said she was more and more. uh, Instead of ghastly, she was solid. Like she could, she Mm -hmm. would reach out and touch her. Yeah, Mary Jane said she could touch her, hold her, and Mm -hmm. she would try and talk to her and ask her questions. But all Zona would say was details about what had happened to her. Wow. Mm -hmm. Stop getting going off topic. (laughs) She's like, I only I have a limited amount of time. All right, things are real busy over there. This takes energy. Thank you. It's a lot of energy I had to muster to get here. We Uh, can't catch up right now. Where is your notepad? (laughs) She's like, I'm a woman. It's the 1800s. I'm not allowed to have a notepad. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Convinced more than ever that her daughter had been murdered, Mary Jane took her information to John Alfred Preston, the Greenbrier County prosecuting attorney. Despite the woman's unusual story, Preston was respectful and listened to Mary Jane. He then assigned county deputies to interview a list of witnesses Mary Jane had provided. When Dr. Knapp admitted that because of Shu's demeanor, he had not conducted a full examination of Zona's body, the prosecutor was convinced that to settle the matter, there would have to be an exhumation and autopsy. Yeah, you can't interview the medical examiner. How'd the autopsy go? I just, he screamed a lot, so I just shut <laughs> He's it down. so sad. You know, I just didn't want to interfere. <laughs> he was bummed. Like, I don't want to make him sadder and be like, let me cut your wife open. But like maybe favorite should. scarf. It's a whole thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> if anything, I can just give you a guess like everyone else is talking about. <laughs> yeah, true. He's like, well, I grabbed into my uh, cause of death bucket and I pulled a paper out. <laughs> it said women's troubles. You know what? <laughs> Probably women's troubles. Oh, yeah. The women's. women's yeah. It's the women's buckets only says women's struggles yeah <laughs> i don't even need to reach in the bucket <laughs> on february 22nd 1897 three doctors including dr knapp conducted the three-hour autopsy at the local one-room schoolhouse the school children were sent home and tables were moved into the classroom for zona's body to be laid out also in attendance was a constable a judge five impartial men and trout shoe who put up a fuss the entire time canceled school to do the autopsy this is amazing that's like, yeah some <laughs> kids I I get snow travel. days yeah uh but now we get autopsy days wow can you imagine like the the school is uh oh you know and on the weekends it's just 
uh, the coroner's office. Yeah, same. the morgue. <laughs> it's a nice room. We like to upcycle and reuse rooms. What's the problem with that? Gives us more time, more space. Classes um, are canceled today. There's been another murder. But then the teachers at the end of the year are real bummed out because they got to make up all the autopsy days because of the summer vacation. <laughs> Despite no embalming fluid having been used, Zona's body had been preserved due to freezing temperatures. Beginning the autopsy, her stomach contents were analyzed for any sign of poison. While none was found, it was noted that the remaining food in her stomach confirmed that her last meal had been fruits and preserves, just as Zona's ghost had told Mary Jane. It was also confirmed Zona had not been pregnant, ruling out the possibility of a miscarriage being her cause of death. Which is she wasn't pregnant after all that? Mm-mm. She wasn't pregnant and oh, she wow. had really had fruits and preserves as her last meal. Wow. Just as the ghost foretold. Mm-hmm. Wow, spooky. The answers the team were looking for were found when they began to examine Zona's neck. As the stiff collar from her dress was removed, bruises in the shape of fingers around her neck were clearly visible. Her head also lolled to the side when unsupported. As the doctors continued the exam, they discovered Zona's neck had been broken between the first and second vertebrae. The ligaments were torn and ruptured, and her windpipe had been crushed. According to Richmond, when the doctors declared Zona's cause of death was strangulation, Shu shouted, They can't prove I did it! (laughs) Well, what you should say. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If you're innocent. (laughs) Shu was arrested for the murder of his wife. At the preliminary hearing, a judge determined there was sufficient evidence to charge him. He was held until the April circuit court term on Thursday, April 22nd, 1897, a grand jury was convened and reviewed the evidence against Shu. He maintained his innocence, but the grand jury found sufficient evidence to indict him on the charge of murder in the first degree. How common is this, Heather? How, what, being charged with murder? Because um, <laughs> a ghost came to the mother of the victim and the case was reopened and the body was exhumed. It's not very common. Okay. <laughs> Never seen it. But I will say, I feel like the prosecutor, he is, like we said earlier, burying the lead. He's trying to say, uh, there were some anomalies with the autopsy. That's why we reopened it. It didn't really mm-hmm. have anything to do with the ghost. But the ghost is the one that kicked all this off. Yeah, right. For then- sure. I do respect the like the 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 court though when they're obviously believers in ghosts and they're like this is a good enough reason this yeah works. yeah I mean the prosecutor can choose to bring charges or not and after you hear that the medical examiner when you go how what was the autopsy and he was yeah. like not up not applicable like it was nothing <laughs> did not do uh, then you kind of have to look into it and then I think the hands on the neck that's a clear indication of murder and I would imagine someone screaming you can't prove I did it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know a couple of red flags a little suspicious the mm-hmm. ghost just did the first domino and everything else yes just yes exactly she was just the catalyst mm-hmm. Shu spent the next four months in jail he exhausted his cellmates with his arrogant proclamations that there was no way he would be convicted on such poor circumstantial evidence and how when he got out he would get back to wedding his eventual seven wives you know he's goal oriented you, know, you gotta have hope in prison <laughs> yeah. you know he mm-hmm. has one goal. I mean, <laughs> whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeez. On June 23rd, 1897, the case of State versus E.S. Shu began. A jury of 12 men was seated. In his opening statement, the prosecutor conceded that there was only circumstantial evidence 
but assured the jury that the evidence was such as had never been presented in any court before, according to newspaper reports of the trial. Yeah, he really did not. The prosecutor does not mention the ghost. Yeah, (laughs) he's all about. Yeah, he's like, there's handprints on the neck. We have a broken windpipe. There's a closed situation. The, The suspicious behavior at the funeral, after the funeral, all of his boasting, the mom's not going to testify because <laughs> we don't need her telling her ghost story. He's mm-hmm. like, we'll just be really uh, thoughtful about the questions we ask. Yeah. <laughs> he seems to be very professional in his job, which is, seems to be a first in this yeah. whole yeah. story. Yes, true. He takes he it serious. It, he didn't immediately say, it was her minces. We're not <laughs> taking this on. <laughs> the prosecution called many witnesses, including Dr. Knapp and Martha and Andy Jones. However, their star witness was Mary Jean Heaster. Concerned how the grieving mother's ghost story might read on the stand, the prosecutor did not bring up Zona's visits from beyond the grave, but instead focused on Mary Jane's relationship with her ex-son-in-law. I just imagine that the defense attorney, knowing that there's this ghost story, is like, let me get up. Like, he's (laughs) just waiting for cross-examination, like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And we'll see, that's a bit of a misstep. They Mm -hmm. brought their, like, they brought their partner, and they're like, just wait, you're going to love this. Hang Mm -hmm. on. Just watch. I'm going to be at my best. Yeah. (laughs) On cross-examination, however, the defense attorney did ask Mary Jane about the ghostly encounters, hoping to discredit the woman's sanity to the jury. Unwavering, Mary Jane testified that she believed she saw Zona in the flesh and blood during her visits. She also said her daughter turned her head completely around and looked at me like she wanted me to know about it. Implying this proved her neck had been intentionally broken. When the defense attorney asked whether Mary Jane was positively sure that the visits were not a dream, Mary Jane replied, It was not a dream. I don't dream when I'm wide awake. Oh, so suck on that if they had mics back then she could have dropped that bitch right there on the courtroom floor mm-hmm. wow mary jean went on to tell the courtroom in great detail the things her daughter had revealed to her she came back and told me that he was mad that she didn't have no meat cooked for supper but the second night she told me that her neck was squeezed off at the first joint and it was just as she told me according to the greenbrier valley Neither the prosecution nor defense objected to Mary Jane's testimony, so it was admitted into the record. According to Richmond, this is the only time testimony from a ghost has been accepted into a court record in a U.S. murder trial. So, like, this is clear hearsay, right? Hearsay is an out-of-court statement offered to prove the truth of the matter asserted. So Mary Jane is offering this to prove that that was how she was killed. That's how, that's how her daughter was killed. The defense was calling her to make her look bad. I think he underestimated how much the jury believed in ghosts. <laughs> yeah, it's the wrong decade or the wrong yeah, century. Exactly. For that. <laughs> but like yeah. you, if so, if hearsay is admitted into the record or if hearsay is put on the record and nobody objects to it, then it can't be questioned later. Right. So the prosecutor wasn't going to, he didn't, he didn't bring it up because in theory, the defense attorney could have objected. If he said, sure. Mary Jane, how did you know to go and have your daughter dug up? She could have said, well, she came to me in the night and she told me she got murdered. Well, the defense would say objection hearsay. Well, so instead the prosecutor just kind of danced around it. And then when the defense brought it in, the prosecutor didn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, whoops. Kind of genius. Know- uh, that's the one jury I would love to be with. I would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> <On> this <laughs> jury. <laughs> this, I'm so on board right now. Yeah. I think yeah. it's time 
that we have a, another ghost testimony in a U.S. murder trial. <laughs> Seriously. Wait, I also love that they specified murder trial. Like, are there other trials where ghost testimony <laughs> has been introduced? Like, a lot clearly. of civil trials with ghosts. <laughs> like, yeah. tax evasions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My expert, uh, he's not here with us, but he was with me last night. <laughs> and uh, said what I did was totally legit. But yeah, it's pretty genius on the on the part of the prosecutor to just sit there and be like, mm-hmm. I, have, I have nothing, Your Honor. Just let it, <laughs> let it in. You do that on purpose, man. Love it. Well, then Shu testified on his own behalf. The Greenbrier Independent described his erratic behavior on the stand. He was given free reign and talked at great length. He denied pretty much everything said by other witnesses, and he appealed to the jury to look into his face and then say if he was guilty. <laughs> okay. He also, in, in jail, wanted his attorneys to call 120 witnesses on his behalf. Character Such witnesses. Such a list. Oh, my which God. Which has to be, like, 10 towns back then right yeah. <laughs> it was the whole state <laughs> the entire state i imagine yeah also i feel like nobody liked him no, no. yeah him. he he was it he it didn't sounds know like, he didn't know how like hated a, he was like a narcissist thing to be mm-hmm. like oh well just ask all 120 people in the next 10 <laughs> towns they'll tell you <laughs> yeah. yeah and also look at my honest as can be face mm-hmm. you get also, it my right? name is trout so <laughs> i don't think we should even worry i uh, have a delicate personality yes yeah. they're like you mean interview the people in the next town whose daughter you threw a brick at her head and exactly. killed yeah right. those people they, mm-hmm. they love me they love me also i've seen his face he's got murder face he's yeah. got a murder i don't say face. that i don't say that often but <laughs> it applies here mm-hmm. well the jury looked into trout shoes face and apparently saw all they needed to know on july 1st 1897 the 12 men deliberated for just an hour and 10 minutes before wow. delivering their guilty verdict and recommending that shoe be sentenced to life in prison newspapers at the time reported though the evidence was entirely circumstantial the verdict meets general approval little did shoe know he had narrowly escaped death Ten men had voted for him to be hanged, but without a unanimous decision, it couldn't stand. By the skin of his teeth on that mm-hmm. one. Just barely, barely. <laughs> so two people were like, that ghost, I don't know if she was telling the whole truth. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go that far. Shu yeah. was remanded to jail in Lewisburg while he awaited transportation to Moundsville Prison, according to Richmond. On Sunday, July 11th, 1897, a mob of townspeople decided that the jury's recommendation of life in prison was insufficient and decided to take Shu from the jail and see him hanged themselves. The local sheriff was warned in advance by a concerned neighbor and convinced the 30 angry men to give up and go home. According to the Beckley Post-Herald, a terrified Shu had already been removed from the jail, handcuffed to a sheriff's deputy, and hid out in a cornfield all night, safe from the angry townspeople. This is what we saw in the Santa Claus robbery where <laughs> justice is done and the yeah. people in the, in the neighborhood go, no, we're going to, yeah, we're going to handle it. We're going to take this. Yeah. This poor I, sheriff. Like, <laughs> I like though that back then you had to go hide in a cornfield uh-huh. if you were going <laughs> to be safe for the night. Was he, he was handcuffed to a sheriff. Is that so what he, he couldn't run away? Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. So the two of them just had to sit in a field of corn for hours. Oh. Were the while... two like 20 questions? What I guess. They... How I, do you I, entertain yourself? What are, what are your hopes and fears? <laughs> yeah. Well, my hope is to have six more wives. <laughs> yeah. And my fear is to get taken by this mob. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like, 
What's the oldest name you can think of? Let's see if we can get to the 1600s. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I just like that reading this, a concerned neighbor heard, just heard this crowd screaming and he kind of went, was like, yeah, what's the plan out here? And they're like, we're going to get Trout Shoe. We're going to take him out. And he's like, well, let me go inside. I'm like, I'm going to get my gun. Yeah. But instead he went and ratted him to the sheriff. I was like, I think some shit's going down. You got to drag mm-hmm. that guy to the cornfield stat. Yeah. Get him out of here to the cornfield of safety. <laughs> On July 14th, 1897, Trout was taken to Moundsville Prison. While he had been given a life sentence, his life ended up being cut short. Just three years after his arrival at Moundsville, the flu epidemic hit the prison hard. And on March 13th, 1900, Trout's shoe died. No one from his family came to claim the body, according to the Greenbrier Valley. I believe, too, Droop Mountain, uh, the newspapers, I went through a lot of old newspapers for this one, and it was like, he will not be missed. It was like, Trout's shoe of Droop Mountain has died. Mm -hmm. We don't care. I'm like, what? <laughs> better when they talk about women and they were like, she didn't, she wasn't very attractive. We don't really know why everyone cares. I'm like, Some of these old newspaper articles are horrifying. Yes. Yeah, she was are. a plain looking woman. You're like, that's not relevant. Okay. Not at all. Also, she was lovely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He also drew a really freaky picture while he was in jail. Allegedly, they they think that he drew it, but it's him and Zona, and she's kind of above him, and there's some flowers, and people mm-hmm. want to. They wonder if it's say his regret, or maybe she came and visited him in the jail. Who knows? Oh, I bet she did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or he drew the picture, and then she came and visited him and was like, "My head's not shaped like that." What right. the fuck? <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Uh, also, his family never once came to visit him in prison. Didn't come yeah. to visit him. Didn't pick up the remains. So even his own family was like, you are the worst, Trout. You're dead to us, Trout. Mm -hmm. Sad. Author and historian Katie Letcher Lyle wrote a book on Zona's story called The Man Who Wanted Seven Wives. In her book, she postulates that Mary Jane concocted the story of Zona's visit from various sources. For instance, Zona's obituary was published January 28th, 1897 in the Greenbrier Independent. In that same edition of the paper, a similar story was published on the front page, which read, One of the most famous murder cases in Australia was discovered by the ghost of the murdered man. Well, I guess it's universal to see. <laughs> we need to look into Australian <laughs> yeah, cases. Not, this is not a one, a one in a million story, apparently. Yeah. Like I thought it was. Yeah. We did just say U.S. murder trials. So, uh, you know, you you other, yeah, other countries are like, catch up, you guys. They're very <laughs> valuable witnesses. <laughs> so behind the ghost story took hold in the australian town until the dead man's body was found and his killer brought to justice the truth was that a witness to the murder who had been threatened with death started the ghost rumor in order to incite an investigation could mary jane have seen this article and been inspired to try and get an investigation into her daughter's death the same way yeah, that's the the theory that uh, Ms. Lyle in her book is that Mary Jane saw that this th- this guy started a rumor that said, if you go to this bridge at night, the ghost of so-and-so who had been murdered will come out and talk to you. And he talked to me when I was on the bridge and he told me that his body was in the ravine. So go out. So it became this like haunted bridge that everybody wanted to go to the haunted bridge. Well, really, the guy that started the rumor saw the guy get murdered and the people that murdered him were like, if you tell anybody, we'll get you. So he kind of just... <laughs> started his own rumor and everyone's like yeah they're saying that the ghost you know you go down there you're pretty genius it was a Mm -hmm. good way it was a good way to tattle without tattling and so Mm -hmm. then it came out that he really had made this whole thing up so katie lecker lyle's whole book is 
it's a very skeptical look at the story. I and see. so it, it's she put it two and two together by the, the front page news article the day of the obituary. Surely Mrs. Heaster would have seen this and was like, just give me some time. <laughs> just you wait. Until her death in September 1916, Mary Jane Heaster repeated her story to anyone who would listen. While Zona Heaster's ghost was never seen again after visiting her mother those four times, her spirit has been forever memorialized. Near Soul Chapel Methodist Cemetery, where Zona was buried, stands a historical marker erected by the state of West Virginia. It reads, Interred in nearby cemetery is Zona Heaster Shoe. Her death in 1897 was presumed natural until her spirit appeared to her mother to describe how she was killed by her husband, Edward. Autopsy on the exhumed body verified the apparition's account. Edward, found guilty of murder, was sentenced to the state prison. The only known case in which testimony from a ghost helped convict a murderer. Mm. They're still calling him Edward? Like, they didn't figure out his He's real name by now? loose man back then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he had 8,000 names. He deserves a Rathsmiss all over again. <laughs> yes, I agree. That's where it all began. We're he taking does. away your nickname. Uh, well, she, Mary Jane, kept up with the story. She also responded to skeptics when they would ask, they would interview her and say, well, re- how exactly did it happen? And really tried to poke holes in her ghost story. And she never wavered. Mm-hmm. Wow. Nope. For 20 years, she lived after the trial. And she was like, she that never wavered once. Where you were mm-hmm. like, oh, God, we're going for tea. We're going to hear the story. All over. <laughs> <laughs> she got really good candy, but pff, buckle up. I yeah. feel like if you were going to go to her house for a party, the mutual friend bringing you is like, look, do not ask her about this. Do not <laughs> ask me. Don't mention ghosts. It's don't just... mention daughters. Don't mention trouts. There's don't mention preserves. Don't if mention there's shrimp. bread, don't mention fruit. Don't yeah. mention butter. Honestly, just keep your just, mouth shut. Just say you're actually not feeling good. And, <laughs> and then yeah. she'd be like, you know who wasn't feeling good? Yeah, that's <laughs> like, right. yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, so what do we think? One thousand percent it was a ghost. She had to come back. How would she have known those details to tell? That's the thing. That's the, the thing that, yes, because I could see that she may have seen the story in the paper and thought, oh, this could be a good idea. But how would she have known to give the story to the prosecuting attorney that she was strangled and her vertebrae was broken and then they dip, dig her up and you know i don't know i'm t- i'm saying also i don't know i feel like sure you could be committed to a story but once the guy's like dead and gone and like everything's handled and she's still like no this really really mm-hmm. really 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 happened i don't know i'm like maybe there's something to it yeah yeah because yeah. she could have at the after he died of the yeah. flu she could have been like i made it all up you stupid jerks and you believers <laughs> in your face. but she's like no she came to see me or yeah. i wonder if the evidence was actually so much more clear and just because she was a woman and not being paid attention to she just kind of actually used common sense and was able to figure it out as an investigator versus everyone mm-hmm. else just kind of making guesses that's, that's true point. she like watched the funeral and was like this idiot saying that's her favorite scarf it's not even her favorite mm-hmm. scarf yeah she could have just pretended there was a ghost because no one would listen to her if she just said i a woman know what happened mm-hmm. but you'll listen to a ghost and maybe. i didn't go to yes. Harvard, so no <laughs> what a time where they're like oh a ghost said it We'll believe, but a yep, woman, yep, yep. Nah, no, no, <laughs> hysterical. Uh, and now, who knows? Maybe she distracted Trout, and she was able to see the fingerprints on her throat, and mm-hmm. said, "Oh, oh, she got strangled," you know, and just took a, a coincidental yep. guess. It feels like the very first episode of like Psych, where like maybe she's mm. a, a talking to a ghost, or she's a medium in some way, but really she's just using investigative <laughs> tools that nobody else was paying attention to. Yeah, right. It's true. She did tell wow. her whole church group about it, though. So she. 
she couched it in terms of the Lord. She was like, God sent my daughter's ghost. Uh-huh. And that way the church group was like, oh, you're not a devil. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Christian God family. Sent Remember, it's a Christian yeah. family. God sent well, the ghost. If there's anything that's going to get you convicted in a courtroom back then, it was um, God and the paranormal, which right. I'm pretty sure we don't allow either of those into the courtroom <laughs> to, in today's uh justice system yeah it's definitely hearsay (laughs) separation of court and ghosts that's right (laughs) it's like if you say like god told me is that hearsay too or is that just like no that's 100 fact yeah (laughs) if you were saying god told you something and you're trying to offer that statement for the truth of the matter asserted yes because you can't we would want god to say it directly in court Oh, right. So let's, might try to, let's give him a minute. <laughs> you might try to make an argument that he's unavailable and try to right. fit it in a hearsay exception. Uh, but people say God's with us all the time. So I don't think that argument would work. Right. <laughs> I feel God in this chilly tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was super fun, you guys. Oh my God. Thank, thank you, you so much for um, thank you. Thank you being a part of even this. like b- talked about this like years ago on the show and i like didn't know 90 percent of the story i think i tried to cover it oh, once did you? On, like on like a flip episode where i was trying to do something ghostly and i'm pretty sure i just didn't know 90 percent of the yeah I, I tried I, to search and i might have been bad at searching sorry about that no, <laughs> no, i also no. i also wanted i would like to go back i think i covered moundsville a while ago i'd like to go back and see if there was any crossover with a guy named <gasps> trout that i wasn't paying attention oh, to. Oh yeah there's a lot cool. of names to go through edward erasmus yes he's a lot of aliases yeah Greenbrier in general is a really haunted area so i oh i'm not in my mind which uh you know no one else is paying attention to these thoughts but i it feels like the whole town is haunted and therefore i'm going to trust that there was like a a court that that trusted a ghost yeah (laughs) of course they let it in it tracks yeah (laughs) yeah well yeah we uh we gave the people what they wanted yeah. Thank you, you guys, so much so for having us. Thank oh you for coming Great. on. Yes. And was, uh, next I, we'll be on y'all's show also. You this will. Little, yeah. Your production quality is astounding, by the way. Like, just like I, I, we, I, and I were making eyes at each other. Like, is this what it's, what we're supposed to <laughs> should have actually been typing to each other. Like, I, I, I usually I would just wait till we were done recording, but your audience should also know that, like, yep. wow, you did all of that in lifetime ads, the voices, everything. I, oh, yeah. It takes oh, us about an hour to do ads. I want you to know, though, like, we've been doing this for four years. Not even a lick close to whatever no. this was. I, You're about so to see some real chaos on the other end. Of We're this. into it. We love you. I love it. Chaos. I can't wait. We're about yes. to unravel. So yeah. we always I wonder for ourselves. We're like, we're probably just making way more work for ourselves. Yeah. I just grew up really loving the radio. So I just assume it's like a radio show and you just have to only do it. Just do it all. I mean, but genius. you can, like, like, push stop. Like, I think we're just doing too much I, i'm pretty sure like on our end like eva is thinking like i can't believe this was just so seamless for this <laughs> fucking show and like I, I spend a day a week just probably crying in my pillows having to edit everything so well, you should hours. see the amount of edits i give to tommy is pretty egregious so it's pages and pages and pages <laughs> so i after i go through and listen to this i will uh edit out like a ton of of things so my favorite um, is when i when we first started i was also trying to help with edits and i would have like three i was like sounds great and christy's like i have four pages so <laughs> Google space. i was like oh i thought it sounded legit like all right oh my god more she's a lot more delicate ear than i do i um uh, a very anal person yes um but 
put that on yeah, your well, gravestone. Yeah, well, thank you. I will. Yes, Very for innovative. more than one reason. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, guys. She died doing what she loved. That's all of us. <laughs> Period. End of story. Fill in the blank. Thank you so uh, much. Thank you guys thanks, so guys. much. We love providing sisterhood to you at no cost. So if you like what you hear, consider supporting the show by donating to our Patreon. We're a small operation creating the show for you by researching, writing, recording, and producing it ourselves. Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you'll get some sweet perks like ad-free episodes, a Sinisterhood sticker, which is all new with our all-new logo, and it's kind of enormous. It's four by four. You're going to love it. It's very large. Envelopes. <laughs> it's a whole deal. Uh, you also get membership to our exclusive Patreon Facebook group for those in the Ruling the Airwaves tier, a special shout-out on the show, a monthly bonus mini-sode, and patron-exclusive video and audio content, including Am I the Asshole, Relationship Segments, Judge Christy, where Christy judges you. Just kidding. She judges people on the internet. <laughs> but we also started Dear Sinister, where you can write in with all of your advice and questions, and we will We'll just give you advice and tell you what to do with your life, but only if you ask. Um, you also know how right now. Yeah. Please do. Oh my gosh. Oh my yeah. god. So that many all... questions. I need Hang so much advice. Second. Also, if you don't go follow them on Patreon, I am Schultz will scream for the rest of eternity. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. You're so sweet. That's a dangerous you... threat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really I would love that. Sound. <laughs> <laughs> you also now have the fun perk of access to our Discord server where you can connect with other fans in real time and discuss the latest in true crime share personal ghost stories, or just post adorable pictures of your pets. We also hop on occasionally, and we're hosting monthly Q&As with Crowdcast, where you can ask us all your burning questions. For your patrons not in the U.S., you also have the option to pay in pounds or euros, saving you the cost of the conversion fee. Annual memberships for all tiers are also now available. Those that choose this option will be rewarded with a free month of membership. For more details on all of this and specific member tiers, visit SinisterHood.com and click Patreon on the top banner. And make sure you stick around after our sign-offs to hear your shout-out. So many of you have been tagging us in pictures of you sporting your sweet Sinisterhood merch. Keep those pictures coming. We have all new merch coming for you soon and an all-new store launching soon. Send us in suggestions for t-shirts and things you would like to see because we have some designers making some all-new cool stuff for us right now. And if you want to get some cool Sinisterhood swag like t-shirts, mugs, totes, and even clothes for your kiddos, visit Sinisterhood.com and click on shop on the top banner. The best thing you can do to help us grow is like, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please tell a friend who you think would like us to check us out. It means so much to us and really helps podcasts like us get more exposure. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sinisterhood Pod and like us on Facebook at Sinisterhood. Em and Christine, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find us at and that's why we drink.com. You can also find our socials, all of our handles across the border, ATWWD podcast. We also have our own Patreon, which wow, you just um made our very <laughs> tiny. Oh my god. Um and in my own personal internet, you can currently find me on my own web browser adding you on Patreon or joining <laughs> Patreon right now. <laughs> what are y'all's personal Instagrams? If you want people to follow you, I don't know if you give that out. Oh, oh, we I, love attention, as we said earlier. Okay, you yeah, you're blue, Gemini's. You're Gemini's. You want people uh, and you have the blue checks now. Yeah, no. you're verified. It took That's me like fancy. Uh, over a year. Em got it over a year before I did, so I'm finally like joining the verified. Totes legit. Tie. Super amped about it. Uh, you can find me at the M Schultz, and I'm at X Teen Schieffer. Nice. And Christy, where are you at? I am on Instagram at Christy M. Wallace and on Twitter at Christy or GTFO. Heather, where are you at? I'm on Twitter at MCK versus the world and on Instagram at Heather versus the world. As always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy.
Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for supporting the show on Patreon. Here are your special Patreon shout outs. Brianna Herman. Casey Garver. Connie Snow. Lauren Fazio. Tanya Underline 916. Nick Art. Samantha Finn. Paula Kay. Karen Dressler. Kirsty. Bria Milberry. Jay Dominguez. Lindy Davis-Smith. Aaron Miller. Technically Heather McKinney because I accidentally signed up to try to get on the crowdcast. It was a whole deal, but shout I out left to it in. I was like, we are not taking this out. This shout is going to be fine. I, I paid my month so I get That's my amazing. own shout out. Heather McKinney. Support the show. Jamie. Kelly Irvin. Adriana Hughes. Lee Westby. Melissa Yancey. Jessica Baker. Chelsea. Brandy Carson. Cynthia Clark. Rebecca Brink. Lainey Crawford, Megan Childress, Kelly Height, Artis Campbell, Hannah Sage, Joanna, Jordan Trainer, Kylie Wright, Sarah Davis, Michelle Kidd, Heather Glasgow, Deanna Woods, Jessica Lynch, Kimberly Ramirez, Lexi, Rosie Chexfield, Nicole. What do we want to say? ZXY, ZXY, Zigzy, Uh It could is it maybe it's like a sports. Or it's just a fun thing she put in. Yeah. So, you know, Zigzy. Nicole Zigzy or Nicole ZXY. Maybe it's sexy, but in a fun way. Like a Kyle license plate. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually Kyle, Kyle XY. XY. <laughs> uh, We both joined on the same day. Uh, Brooke Patterson. <laughs> Elaine Nicholas. Lauren. Jacqueline Hanks. JJ. Megan Combs. Amber Asawes. Laura Doherty. Ashley Johnson. And Abby, thank you so much for supporting the show. We sincerely appreciate it, you guys. We couldn't do this without you. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep it creepy. <laughs> Sinister. Hood.